Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome along to another Yellow Army podcast. Uh, Richard, I'm in Exeter. You're on the end of a phone in Torquay. We can't see each other on this one. We can hear each other. We can hear each other, yeah. which is... And I hope, uh, hope all the podcast fans can hear us too. So do I. It's a busy podcast. We've got guests this week. We've got Gary Johnson and we've got Charlie Baker this uh-huh. week. The comedian Charlie Baker. And the comedian Gary Johnson. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Charlie, as you know, Mad King Talker United fan, he's on tour, he's coming to the Barbican Theatre, we have a chat about football, we have a chat about the Barbican Theatre, um, it's, it's a good chat, I'm looking forward to, uh, to broadcasting that out, and Charlie, Gary was on great form this morning as well. Charlie, if you listen, <coughs> I live just behind, free tickets please. <clears throat> well he does, he does mention the theatre and, and yeah, you'll enjoy it, and as I say, Gary was on very good form this morning as well. Excellent, excellent. Should we, should we go straight to Gary then? Let's hear what Gary's got to say, and we'll be back on the other side of Gary Johnson. So Gaffer, solid performance last week in the in the FA Cup, got us through into the into the next round. But last week proved as well that the performances are coming; they're improving every week, and that's with the difference of players. It's proving what a great squad and a great um, great unity they've got here at the club. I think that you grow into that. I mean, it's um, you get the confidence through winning games, of course, um, and that's and that's the key. Um, if you're winning games and not playing well, you're happy, but you, it makes you work harder on the training ground, and you work and you keep working until you fall on or you actually create a, a team and a, and a tactic that you know wins football matches. Um, we, we've always known we've had the quality and it's just that that we need to keep that quality going and the more you, the more you win uh, the more your confidence comes out and people can bring out their best game because they're in credit FA Cup parked for this week obviously back to league action uh, trip to Hemel Hempstead this week Going to be another one of those tough games um, away from home on an artificial service. Although we've we've had mixed results so far this season on those services. Yeah, we have. Um, and just looking on the um, on the videos of their games, you know, their their AstroTurf looks okay. You know, it's uh, it played pretty consistent from what we saw and what people tell us. So. Um, yeah, we mustn't have any negatives about what we're playing on, what sort of weather it is. I mean, it, you know, it's like today, it's going to be like a swimming pool, isn't it? But um, hopefully it will uh, be OK. I'm sure it will. And we just got to play our game because, as uh, was it, the Celtic manager always said, you know, you've got to be... If you have to play on, the, on a pitch on the top of a car park, you've got to play the game. And that's what... You've got to do it. Now, with this weekend's game, uh, if results go our way, we could end up at the top of the table after uh, after Saturday 
how much of a boost is that to, to you and to the squad with, with coming up to that 10 game mark this weekend as well which is obviously your the level that you like to set yeah well it does it does show you that sometimes you have to wait for that amount of time um, because you, know, you can be unlucky in some games you can be lucky in others so 10 games is sort of like a good reflection of where you are and uh, we, we, we did we're a point behind at the minute but we've got this game in hand for, as a 10th 10th game and we were on 19 points so you know a win will put us in uh, a good position with 22 points after 10 10 games uh, a loss will keep us on 19 and we've got to do better uh, slightly better but um, it's been a good it's been a good run there's no doubt whatever standard you're in and it's all relative um, and 10 you know uh, 19 20 points after 10 games if you keep that going through the season, then you're more than likely going to be there or thereabouts uh, on first place. Is that table starting to settle down a bit now, do you feel, Gary? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I think, you know, everybody, every manager sort of looks at the situation after 10 games, some a bit earlier, some a bit later. But um, I think it is. I think you've got... The three teams that, that came up are finding a bit of form. All three are still in the cup. Us, Yeovil, Mainstone. Um, but uh, there's some, you know, there's some teams and some uh, teams that a lot of teams that think they can get promotion this year. Um, I'm sure Hemel will be one of those uh, who play this week. So, but it it, it does seem to be settling down however there's always somebody comes out the pack and there's always you know there's always somebody that drops out of the running but um yeah basically the consistency you can only say whether you're a consistent team right at this moment if you've played uh you know, at least 10 games uh, and obviously results breed more results in many ways i think you've won six of the last seven in the league and, and that's a great habit to have at the moment mm. isn't it it is um and we didn't play great in all those, but we, we certainly did enough to win the games. And then the last two or three games, we've showed a little bit of confidence. Um, you know, we've got a, a game plan and a game that suits the people that are available. And, um, and then we, we should soon be having a bigger squad to choose from. People that have sort of dropped into the team recently Done well, Reese, uh, Hans, you know, uh, Ryan Hansen, uh, Brett, of course, and um, and they're all, they're all finding a little bit of their form as well. So you don't like to leave people out of the squad, but it's good when you've got a squad that um, is uh, are, are all fighting for a place. Uh, and injury wise, what's the latest for the team? Um, Injury-wise, I mean, still, Ace is not doing bad. He hasn't started. He's, he's training, but still on his own at the moment. No contact. And uh, Finn McCrask is is close. So, yeah, he's training with us today. Um, other than that, a few sniffles. But, um, you know, we're, we're, we're OK. Um, yeah, we're fine. OK. Thank you, Gary. Reese Lovett had a good game at Wimborne. Yeah. Looked to be enjoying himself. Um, how important was it to get him some game time? Well, important for him, you know, and for us. We we know what a good goalkeeper he is, and you know he's as good as it, uh, in games as he is in training. 
Um, he's obviously the, the, the younger goalkeeper of the two. Um, Mark will say just, but um, you know Mark's had a great season, and, and as I say, they enjoy the competition, the two of them. Um, and you know that when you put in, when Reese comes into the team, he's not going to let you down. And uh, we've known that now for a little while. We've, you know, we've had certain mm. downs. We've had Reese for more more years than the ones just at, at Torquay, and uh, he's a very good keeper. I mean, can you look forward to some more game time in the cup? Yeah, we'll definitely get some more game time, whether it be in the cup or the league yeah. or whatever it is. You know, so we, you know, we. I'm not one that you know want to change things every week. You know, I keep the continuity sometimes, but um, um, every now and again, you, you know, when, when somebody comes in and does well, then you, you you can keep them in if the situation presents itself. And sometimes you have to bring in, you know, the one that's played in most of the games. So it's uh, that's one of the you know that everybody wants to play in the first team. Of course they do. And it's difficult when they have a week's training yeah. and then don't, don't play. But then they've got to understand if a team's doing well, if, some, if you're doing well and you're still just outside, you've still got to keep going because you've got to be ready to be selected. Yeah. You can't be down and then be selected and suddenly you go, oh, I didn't expect that. And then you're not, you're not ready for it. So, um, yeah. It's a, but he's done, he's done fantastic. The other thing is, the last time we were in this league, there was a feeling as the season went on that every time the team went out, they knew they were going to win games and players knew they were going to get chances and get goals. And that momentum seems to be building now. I'm not saying you're going to win every game, but every game is winnable now, isn't it? Yeah, every game you go into. You, the, the problem is, is, I think early in the season, um, they went out thinking they were going to win. And it was like a, you know, it's a surprise to them as to you know, the energy, the the, the, the fitness, uh, the cleverness, the you know, the other teams' ambitions when they play us. Um, and we lost and drew the first ones. And now people are getting to know the league a lot more, respecting <coughs> respecting the league. Um, but like the end of last season, like, as you say, I think you know we're at that stage where we're definitely not complacent, and we know that we've got to play our best game to keep getting a run of results that we'd like to keep going. And we reiterate that with the lads all the time, and I think they're they're learning more about this league certainly than they knew four or five games ago. Good to hear from Gary there. Did you hear the rain pounding on the roof of the porter cabin, by the way? So one of the reasons uh, I, I didn't go to the press conference today is because the car's in for MOT and uh, my stepson was starting his, his first day of a new job and I needed to get him there. So I had to borrow mum's car and it was all a bit complicated. And just as we were heading into town, he said, oh, look, we've, we've got away with the rain. <laughs> uh, yeah, little did he know. Uh, uh, honestly, when I pulled up in the car park after dropping him off, it was horrendous. Literally, I get, I, I get about an eight-pace walk to cover, and then I come out, and there's about another four or five paces to my front door, and I was drenched. <laughs> well, I, I did send you a picture. There was a lovely rainbow over Seal Hane when Alan from the BBC and I first arrived. Yeah. Uh, but it, did, it didn't last very long. No. It rained and um, Aaron Downs was busy sweeping the water away from outside the dressing room. Was it that bad, was it? Yeah. It was that bad. It yeah. was that bad. But, 
but uh, there you go. So, lots to look forward to. Let's have a quick chat about the Wimborne game. Yeah, um, the Wimborne game. You said it in a Dorset yeah, accent then. The Wimborne game. Uh, thanks to the Travel Club for getting us there. Um, another good day out. Very strange day. I'll come to Remind me to tell you about some skaters at the end of this. Okay. But it was, it was a good performance by Torquay. They did everything they had to do and did it very well. It was very professional. Uh, three goals scored, three more disallowed and hit the bar. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't really go wrong with that. Wimborne weren't bad at all. No, but, just not but, as good as us. No, no. It, I mean, it, was, it, it wasn't a fireworks display of a performance. No, exactly. Yeah. And that, yeah. It was, you know, they, they did everything that they had to do. And, it, it, you know, from that point of view, it was very satisfying. Um, I thought another good performance by Brett McGavin. Yeah, um, another goal. is all round, to be honest. Reese Lovett um, had to make his first excellent full-length save in the second minute. Right. Um, and, and he made a couple of other very, very good saves. So, uh, And Ryan Hansen had a good game too. So it did, just ticked all the boxes, Rich. Excellent. No, that sounds good. If you can hear little bits of clicking, I'm afraid that's me just forwarding your your Gary Johnson interview from my work email to my home email for technical reasons. Uh, and I know that sounds mad because we've just listened to it. Oh, the world's yeah. strange, isn't it? But uh, that's why I'm clicking away. But no, I, it sounded like, oh, and I didn't go, it did sound like a really good performance, but without being, like you say, fireworks. Um, a couple of players on their side to, um, to note as well. A lad called Jez Bedford. Yeah, you texted uh, about him. He, he missed an early chance, didn't he? But uh, he did feature in the commentary quite a lot. I need to apologise to a bloke on the coach, by the way, because he was saying to me on the way back down, yeah, that Jess Bedford got man of the match. I really like the look of him. And I assured him, no, 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 it wasn't him. It was somebody else. But it wasn't. The chap was right. It was Jess Bedford. <laughs> so um, apologies. Don't you um, hate it when they're right and you're wrong, guy? Absolutely. Um, I, I haven't seen a player play for a, a, another non-league team that I've thought, oh, he'll do us a job since Dan Sparks like that. He's another player of that calibre, I would say. Oh, that's interesting to know. I mean, you know, players yeah. do come from that kind of level and then uh, make it big. You, you know, yeah. there, there are players like Matt Tubbs, for example, who, who all those years ago went from kind of that level all the way up to the Premiership, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, like, Jess Bedford is a good player, worth keeping an eye on, I would yeah. have thought. And an interesting substitute came on for Wimbledon as well, a lad called Josh Carmichael. Yes, uh, yeah. We had, him, we had him on loan from Bournemouth. I checked when he came on. I checked his stats, and he played more games than I remember. To be honest with you, yeah, fourteen games. I yeah. think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good. I liked him, and uh, he's now rocked up at Wimborne. Yeah. So um, good for So good day all round. Strange incident after the game, though. The Wimborne fans were fabulous. The hospitality was great. The stewarding was wonderful. Yeah. And then as we were heading out, there's a little skate park uh, next to the stadium. And there'd been some people skate. They'd been having a competition or something. Uh, they'd been there all afternoon playing their music. There were exotic smells drifting across from the <laughs> skate park. And as we walked out, it all started to kick off. A couple of the um, the, the chalky lads with the Burberry scarves over their noses, and one of the skaters came rushing across, tore his shirt off, and asked if anybody wanted some. Basically. Huh? Uh, it was one of those incidents where I found myself standing right in the middle and thinking, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> and then, oh, hang on, hang on a minute, this is all happening a bit close to me. So, it, But it was it was a weird end to the afternoon. Nothing happened. 
there were um, there were some police officers there. They persuaded this lad with no shirt on that that's not the way he wanted to end it Saturday afternoon. No. And it all blew over fairly quickly. Just but posturing it, by the sound of it. It was Just male quick. posturing. I'll be fed up with it, guy. <laughs> it was. Talking of male, no, not talking of male posturing, we have another guest to introduce on the podcast <laughs> today. Um, a Torquay United fan. He's got um, he's got a theory about where you should stand uh, at home and away games. Okay. He's got some. He's got a show coming up at the Barbican Theatre, which is going to be brilliant. If you saw um, if you saw his twenty four hour pasty people uh, show at Tynmouth, uh, it's moved on, but you'll know you're in for an evening uh, of good fun. Uh, Gary and Aaron were there at Tynmouth. And there's a routine that Charlie does during the show that they kind of slightly misinterpreted. But let's let Charlie tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, what are you going to say now, Guy? What am I going to say now? Yeah, you're going to say on the other side of... <laughs> we'll see you on the other side of Charlie Baker. Charlie, what do you reckon of the season so far at Torquay? They say judge it after 10 games. We've played 10, won 7, drawn 1, lost 2. What do you think? I thought we'd win all 10. <laughs> you always think that. <laughs> I did say that. I did say that at the start of the season. I said, I think we'll win all 10. So the only one I think we might have trouble with um, is uh, Maidstone. We haven't played them yet, so I don't know about that. That's coming but up then, soon, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was worried. I will say I was worried. I was worried. When we started and it wasn't quite clicking, I thought, mm, I don't know. But then you... you I just, I just think we have to believe. I know that sounds a bit Ted Lasso guy. It does a little, but, but yeah, I know what you I mean. Do, I do think we have got good players. And I do, and I've always backed this manager. I've all, I know people, some people, some people are, are, don't back the manager. I have always backed Gary and Aaron, mm-hmm. mainly because... Uh, I feel like they know what they're doing. I think a lot of football managers are guessing a lot of the time. And I think, uh, I don't think Gary and Aaron are guessing. Uh, I think it's built on experience and not a clipboard and doing a course, which I would always take the experience over someone doing a course yeah. um, and having a jumper with their initials yeah. on. So, um, it, I, I just feel like they know how to get. That. I mean, it doesn't always work. You know, we have a lot of players come in and out, but that's the, that's what we're dealing with, isn't it, guy? You know, it that's is. the play. there's a reason that, as I always say, there's a reason they're playing for us. And I know what you mean after those first couple of games, the draw at Dover and Worthing gave us a bit of a bloody nose. But since mm. since then, it seems like every time we go out, we're almost expecting to win, like we were five yeah. years ago. Well, it's energy, isn't it? It's mm. energy and momentum. And I think Worthing was like a cup, a cup tie for them. They're obviously a pretty good side. Um, and they had a couple of players who wanted to get one over on us. So they had a different motivation to us. And our motivation is to get top of the league and stay there, basically, isn't it? It certainly and, is. And if we can do the two points, a, two points a game, which I think we can, it doesn't look like a great start. I think mean, there's a couple of games, St Albans away, Slough was poor. First half at Slough was, I think, the worst I've ever seen us, well, you, ever. You turned it around by standing in your lucky spot, didn't you? It, it, well, that's, this is true, Guy. I don't know if you... I think I, I think people need to look at where they sit and stand at football matches quite a, a bit more. 
if everyone can stand, find their own lucky spot, then we'll win every game. Because um, so it turned it turned around. <laughs> if we're losing, move. Can I say that? Can we? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Do you always stand in the same place, Guy? I do. I, I do, yeah. I'm over on the pop side and in yeah. the same place. So, um, yeah, pretty much. I, I hadn't thought of that. I'd better not move now. Well, well, if, so if we're winning, stay the... If we're winning, stay, it's, it's, the, it's the thing of, like, the cricketers when Ben Stokes and Leach were in a couple of seasons ago. And it was like, uh, you know, nobody move in the dressing room. <laughs> and it's a bit like that. If we're winning, stay still. If we're losing for sort of 20 minutes, then can everyone move around a bit? Yeah. Just move around, you know. So, uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm pretty confident. I think especially when we get a midfield. We have been playing without a midfield as well mm -hmm. for, for seven of the games. Um, but I don't know why that is, but we seem to be wanting to play. I just think it's because they're not available. Mm -hmm. But as soon as uh, Dawson can come back and uh, Asa Hall can come back, if they can, if their legs can cope on the plastic and, and you know, with a couple of games a week and those things, then... You know, I don't know if they'll play one game each or something like that. But uh, and then I think if we can get a couple more loans in, I honestly think we'll do it. Yeah. I, I think I think I think we'll be top pretty soon anyway. And uh, then I, I don't I think we'll we'll stay there. It'll be us or Yeovil, I think. Um, uh, and hopefully Yeovil will absolutely combust and fall apart. And, um, and uh, then we can do it. I, I, this is very mischievous of me, but did you see the Exeter score last night? I did, yes, a bit of nine nil, like a bit of nine nil action. Always reminds me of the eight one v Scunthorpe with Don O'Reilly's yeah. last game, guy. Always reminds me of that. But uh, yeah, a bit of, even, even if you do play the kids, you shouldn't be losing nine nil. Absolutely, absolutely. I will wait for the fallout from that. Listen, I know you, you, you're a student of social media, Charlie. You're very active on social media, so you'll have you'll have watched Project McGavin with interest uh, there's, there's some I quite am, serious I stuff I am fascinated by that and I, and I tell you what when Gary and Lindsay said the other week you know we did it with uh, with Armani Little we did it with Jamie Reid you know it, 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 he's absolutely right they did do it and they did do it by dropping them for a bit and I don't know what goes on in, the, in those it, it's a mental game guy isn't it and you mm -hmm. meet these lads you'll have met the players and they're young lads yeah. you don't know what's going on in their lives and it's a difficult transition period for them I, I think in, in their early 20s to, to you know I suppose there's a, there's a especially that sort of player that sort of mercurial player who will have been the best player in the playground by a mile yeah. will have been the best player at school by a mile will have been the best player in his in his local league by a mile you know and then they get to play professionally and then for some reason whatever reason that is it stops and it stops and it goes down and it doesn't. The flicks and the tricks and the turns and the spins and the nutmegs don't quite work and it doesn't happen and it goes down and down and down. And then, you know, they've got two options when they get to us, which is keep going down or stop, think, make it work again and, and use it as a jump off point, especially if you've got the right manager to help you do that. And, you know, Armani Little's done that. Connor Lemon Evans has done that. Jamie Reid's definitely done that top, yeah. top scoring League One. Yeah. I mean, that's all confidence, isn't it? That's all confidence and motivation. And so you just, I mean, if Brett McGavin can be added to that list, then we're in for, a, we're going to fly this season. And he's got it in him. You can see he's yeah. got it in him, the goals he scores and 
and it's just been his always been his pace for me it's always been his maybe it's his speed of thought I don't know physically he's been quite right but where, um, where they're playing him now in that kind of position in front of the back four he, he just plays the way he's facing plays the simple balls and it, it's it's unlocking yeah. all kinds of things for him maybe he was a little bit deep before and he was because he was yeah. always, having to, always having to turn or turn back on, in on himself or whatever and it looked a bit slow but yeah that sort of Lampard role where he <laughs> arrives late into the box and bangs it yeah it. fantastic look so, we'll have that all day long won't we we will are, are you enjoying some of the new grounds that we're visiting you're a bit of a ground hopper charlie are you going up to hemel on saturday i am going to hemel saturday yeah i like i i, I do like going around the grounds um i didn't enjoy slough so much it felt a bit like a holiday camp <laughs> a bit like a holiday camp with a with a with a, with a, with a football pitch attached um i enjoyed st albans st albans was lovely they could do with a mower on their grass but i suppose that's them just trying to beat us isn't it yeah. So you know, you know. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I I like going to these grounds. I don't mind the National League South at all, um, as long as we win. Absolutely. <laughs> now, uh, as far as the day job is concerned, Charlie, uh, twenty-four hour pasty people. It, it's a bit like um, Haley's Comet. You're coming back around again. Back around again. It was a huge success, guy. I had a great time with it. The show's great, um, and people really enjoy it. And I feel like it's the most me I've ever been um, in anything. I'm really proud of the show. Um, it's it's really exciting to try and exp- like I was in Hull on Saturday night, and I was trying to explain what Trago Mills is <laughs> to the people of Hull. <laughs> Did they get it? Because <laughs> there's a big bit about Trago Mills in my show, and so I have to. So when I first did, I started this tour in Tynmouth, and it went really well because you know I'm talking to people about their bus route or whatever. But but I did. Someone did go after it. How are you going to do this in Salford or Birmingham? Or I was like, well, I don't really know, but I'll find a way. And it's actually worked better. It's actually, but because you have to explain yourself and explain what stuff is and stuff like Trago Mills and that sort of thing, it's a show that's not a, um, about Devon, but it's like a love letter to Devon. It's like a sort of, it's a, it's a show about growing up in the countryside and living in the countryside. I think how countryside people are a, a little bit different and uh, in a good way. And uh, it's a show, uh, it's just funny. It's just fun. I, I never leave more than 20 seconds without a, a joke or a laugh. There's songs in it. Yeah. There's, uh, there's dancing in it. Um, very sexy dancing. I do in it, guy. I'm very sexy man all of a sudden. I, I, um, I was there at Tynmouth. I was actually sat next to the Torquay <laughs> United manager and his assistant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a bit about heights in it. There's a good fun bit about heights. It's my favourite bit of the show, the routine about heights, which is about what's the worst height. And I go on about people who are five foot five, five foot six, and I go on about people who are six foot two. Yeah. And six foot two guess. And then um, Gary and Aaron came up to me afterwards, and and, he, and then Gary went, "I'm five foot six and Aaron went, "I'm six foot two. So <laughs> <laughs> like, we thought you were going to we thought you were talking about us for a bit there. But yeah. yeah, oh, that was very nice. They came actually, Gary and Aaron. That was really nice. But yeah, the show's developed a little bit. I've jigged it around a little bit. But yeah, we're coming to Babacom, which is the big one. We're filming, it. we're filming it in Babacom. They asked me if I wanted to film the show, and I said, yes, can I do it in Torquay? Um, I thought about Boots and Laces for a bit, but I wanted to, I wanted to uh, sort of pack it, be at the spiritual home of Bruce Forsyth, 
Um, my nan had a guest house in Torquay. Um, I put it. I sort of put it down to my nan um, getting free tickets for the Princess Theatre when we were growing up. Um, that I became a comedian in the first place. So yeah, we're trying to sell as many tickets for the Babacombe Theatre as we possibly can. It's November the 10th, isn't it, Babacombe Theatre? November the 10th. It's a Friday. Torquay United are away the next day. Um, they're not at home, which is a bit of a shame. They're away the next day, but I made sure it didn't clash with a goals match. Um, and I'd love as many Torquay United fans, well, I'd love as many Devonshire people down there as as, as possible. We're, we're about half full at the moment, so it'd be nice to sell a, a sort of a hundred or two more um, just to, just so when we film it, it doesn't look like Devon's as empty as everyone thinks it is. And as a big Torquay United fan yourself, it, it'll be good to have a few fans there. You did get um, get a couple of fans out to the front of the stage down at Tynmouth and, and had a bit of fun with I them. Did. Yeah, we don't. I don't. I don't do that bit anymore. I do a different thing now. I do. A, I, I recreate. You can have a cattle market now <laughs> um, with, with, with the audience rather than doing getting people out to be Tom Pierce or Daniel Whitten or Harry or. Um, but I don't. I don't get people on stage anymore. But uh, we. Um, yeah, we are. I tell you what. Loads of Torquay fans have, have come down. It's so nice. It's yeah. so nice. When, even in Hull on Saturday night. Uh, Guy Steve was sat front and centre with his Talking United promotion shirt on from the last time we won the National League South. So they really have come out. It's been absolutely lovely. Brilliant. And, uh, uh, the whole show's been a, a, lot, a lot of fun. I'm not going to give the game away for anybody that's listening and wants to go along, but one of your catchphrases from the show has entered our family uh, vocabulary straight away. I'm not even going to say which Facebook, one it is. Facebook one. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. You can say it. Get what, it on the marketplace. Guys. Somebody, somebody yes. says in the household, "What are we going to do with this leftover <laughs> pasta?" And somebody comes back in, "Get it on the marketplace." Get it on the marketplace. Oh yeah. Oh, well, listen. I try and get as many catchphrases going in my life as yeah. possible. I love a catchphrase. Well, that that yeah. one that one sticks. So we look forward <laughs> to seeing you on November the tenth, Charlie. <laughs> brilliant mate that's fantastic thanks guy um, oh. yeah well uh, um, um, if anyone people do want to wear their tall t-shirts and everything that's all lovely and I always come and say hello after the show as well and that sort of thing and the Babacombe Theatre is so nice it's such a lovely it's venue great. so uh, yeah. I did, did an interview a little while ago with Roy Hudd um, oh, yeah. who started off there and he couldn't be more enthusiastic about the Babacombe Theatre it's a lovely place isn't it Oh, it, it really is. I mean, apart, apart from where, where it is positioned, you know, is is absolutely lovely. But the interior is it feels untouched since mm. sort of sixties, seventies, and and just uh, in a good way as well, in a in a sort of classy way. So yeah, I've um I'm I'm really looking forward to to, to playing it. Apparently, the uh, Tim Vine, or the comedian, always says the stage, not the stage, the, there's a there's a door from the dressing room. <laughs> that you open and he, you're sort of off the end of the cliff <laughs> he, says, he always goes so if a gig goes badly there's an easy way out <laughs> <laughs> it won't I look, I look forward to it Charlie thank you very much for your time oh, cheers guy up the gulls great to hear from Charlie uh, he's going to be at Hemel Hempstead on Saturday yeah uh, I'm going to be at Hemel Hempstead I'm visiting family up in London Ooh. and I've persuaded people do you know what you want to do on Saturday afternoon you want to come to a football match with me. Get so you two, two away games in a row, Guy. Come on. I know. How about that? We'll be at the Focus Community Arena. It's a 3G pitch and apparently a very good one. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, talking of trained on, well, at Seal Hayne uh, this week when they normally train at the college before a, uh, a 3G game or a 4G game or whatever it is. A 
think they've had a day at the college. Um, certainly, I, I think there, there's a feeling that um, the, the 3G pitches wear out your joints and, and you know things yeah. are a little bit quicker. So a day yeah. on the 3G and then a day on the grass doesn't do them any harm. I mean, I'm going to be controversial here, but I I, I hate them with a passion. Well, I'm, the jury's out for me. I haven't yeah. seen this play on one for a while. Uh, the grass pitch. It's not like real football. football. I, I just don't. The way the ball bounces, it's not like real football. It's not. It's it is different. Um, it, yeah, as you say, the ball rolls differently. The ball bounces differently. Players' gait and stride is different. Uh, yeah, it is different. But um, let's see. No reason why we shouldn't go and wear them. There. Perfect. Good stuff. Well, enjoy that guy. I will, mate. The Tudors, they're called. They've got a couple of interesting players. They've got a player who's scored four goals for, for them so far this season. He's called Joe Iascofano. I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Apologies to Joe. Yeah. And they've got another player called Joe Ray, which is also the title of a track on the first Fountains of Wayne album. Very good. Very good musical yeah. knowledge. It is. Joe Ray came from Spain. It's the, um, I don't know if this one does. <laughs> wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be good if he did? Would be. Uh, it'll be a tough game. Uh, we have Hungerford coming up in the cup. We'll talk about all about that next week. Yeah. Julian um, has been spotting a couple of players on the move for us, including Dylan Crow, who's gone on loan. Haven't Waterlooville? Yes, which he is has. Yes, he has. What do you make? What do you make of that, Rich? He's, he's not. He's not earned himself a place in the side this season. No, uh, and uh, he was on a two-year contract, wasn't he? So uh, I think if he had been on a one-year contract, he probably would have been released in the summer. Um, but the gaffer's has given him a, a chance to, to show what he can do. And he's obviously... I mean, the gaffer the other day used, used the line when someone asked about Dylan Crow, why wasn't he in the 16? Was he just unlucky? And, and the gaffer said, yes, he's just been unlucky. Uh, he's just obviously not in their plans. Yeah. Um, also, Julian's been keeping an eye on some movements for us. Um, I'll run through them very quickly. Dan Holman scored a goal for Barwell against Bromsgrove Port in the Cup last Did he? Week. Did he? Scott Rendell has got his third hat-trick of the season um, playing for Tatton. They won 3-0 at Gloucester City. Three from Scott Rendell. Joe Osler is also now at, at Tottenham. Sorry, not Tatton. Tatton somewhere else. Yeah. Tottenham. Yeah. Adi Aziz, of course, scored for Billericay in a 3-1 win over Brightling Sea Regent. Beautiful. Danny, Hol Danny Hollands played for Gosport Borough in a 3-0 win against Cribs. Wow. And Rene Howe got a penalty for Kings Langley in a draw against Kidlington in Southern League Central. You can't tell me that he's still playing football, guy. <laughs> Rene Howe, he's still playing and he's still putting penalties away. Wow. Good stuff. So, no, that's a good little roundup. And there's one more thing I want to say to you before we go. It's a result. In case you missed it, the results from Tuesday night. Here's one. Exeter City, nil. Reading nine. Yeah, I think I think I, I think that's a little unfair on the kids that Exeter put out. <laughs> it was literally just kids against a strong Reading team. Uh, I, I I don't want to defend Exeter too often in my life, but I think in that case, it's the EFL trophy. It's supposed to be a senior game, and when you look no one no team, one plays senior teams in that competition anymore. I think that's, I, I can understand them, I, I don't know, it's, 
And when you look back over the season's results in years to come, people are still going to see Exeter City nil, Reading nine. Yeah. And I just. I mean, Reading were in trouble. Reading, Reading should have been kicked out of football by now, anyway. Well, they've, they've been docked points again, haven't they? They've, they've been docked points on two occasions this season for failing to pay pay their players. Um, I'm getting fed up with these teams being given bloody all sorts of elasticity okay. over their over their stupid bloody behaviours. The, the authorities seem to be very flexible. Uh, the authorities just let them get away with it constantly, don't they? Look at Southend. It's true. But uh, before we go, let me enjoy it one more time. Rich, Exeter City nil, Reading nine. On the other side of Exeter City nil, Reading <laughs> nine. <laughs> We've taken up quite enough of your yeah. time today. Uh, so, so you apologies much. about the line. It's not the best, but uh, uh, we don't have a studio, as you all know. We have a, uh, a my, my Google phone and a I'm recording it on a Fire tablet. Is that, I don't even know what one of those is. Well, there we go. <laughs> it's just a tablet. It's just a ver- version of a tablet. Thank you very much to Gary Johnson. Thank you very much to Charlie Baker. Cheers, Charlie. Free tickets, please, mate. More. Uh, tickets pop, pop round to mine for coffee from November the 10th pop round to yeah, mine for we, coffee to be honest from where you are you could um, you could actually pass him a coffee and through the window yeah, more much. or less yeah, yeah absolutely thanks for listening um, maybe see you at Hemel Hempstead certainly see you for Hungerford next week yeah. and in the meantime we finish as we always do we'll never be able to synchronise this over this phone but yeah, yeah we will do because it, it, we're in we're synchronised it's, it's when you can when you're looking, you can't synchronise it. But are you ready? I am. Oh, oh, bugger. <laughs> I swore then as well. Let's try again. One, two, three. Come, Come on, on, you yellows. Yellow. See, that was absolutely perfect. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below the Wembley Archway sky today. Come on, you yellows. Full of pride.